So, we've just listened to our first ever podcast. And we've decided that we're going to redo our intro. Because <laughs> our original one was a bit pants. It's crap. It's crap. It's crap. But, we've realised also that we got a lot deeper than we thought we were going to get. Yeah. We thought we were going to have to try and be funny the entire time and realised we probably weren't. We funny doesn't come naturally. No, but there are a few disclaimers we have to make before you embark on listening to this. If you are an old man in the pub... We're sorry. We are sorry. If you're one of our friends, we're sorry. Actually, if you're one of our friends and you've got a shout-out, you're lucky. True. We also don't take any of our advice as advice... Because we have made it up on the spot. We have. It's all our own thoughts. Yeah, we're totally talking. Yeah. From a place of personal experience, which does not qualify us, nor deem us responsible for any actions that you then take. <laughs> <laughs> from the sheer panic <laughs> <laughs> that is creating our first ever podcast. But sit back, relax, grab a beverage if you're over eighteen, which I recommend you are to listen to this then maybe grab an alcoholic beverage if that's something you choose to do and if not cup of tea will suffice oh, decaf decaf's fine decaf it is late for us isn't it we it might be early for other people it might be um, we're failing we're failing so we thought we'd start a podcast 20 somethings <laughs> failing at nothing initially I'm... failing at making our first podcast we are <laughs> so I'm Abby and I'm Megan <laughs> and we are two best friends who haven't got a clue what we're doing. So we've decided to set up a podcast. Each week, we will discuss a different thing that we're failing at. Join us in the trials and tribulations of being 24 and 25 and figuring it all out. We have topics. We do, each week. So we've planned, we've planned our first eight topics. Which is a lot of which topics. Which is a lot of topics. We've planned our first eight topics. We don't know where they're going to go or how they're going to go. So today's topic... Quitting. Quitting. So quitting in terms of, well, I guess... I feel like that's not. a versatile term. Yeah. Because, again, looking at my friend, <laughs> we asked our friends, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I feel like everyone, everyone almost, like, we asked them, like, does quitting mean that you failed? And everyone's responding to a different question. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've yeah. written one question, but people are coming at it from, like, ten different angles. Sure. Because so far in our lives, careers aren't necessarily established. So quitting is referring to jobs, not necessarily careers, and school, education. Education, uni. Uni. Fitness. Fitness, relationships. Oh, yeah. That's probably... Probably a main one. Or the most prominent one in our lives right now. And careers, but actually careers is stupid. Not stupid, but... On reflection, Mm -hmm. we're talking about career-wise if... Because I feel like when that question is asked, like, I'm thinking about career. Yeah. But what we, anyone that's doing anything, we've only been doing it for five minutes anyway. Sure. So then we're like, oh, we're giving up our lives, but actually, like, what life? Because we've been doing it for... Yeah. And I think quitting, the first initial idea is that quitting equals not succeeding. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you have to quit in order to succeed in the thing that you choose to do. Or, like, sometimes you're quitting and you don't realise that you're doing it in order to succeed in the next thing. Because the next thing hasn't come yet, but you were never going to get to the next thing until you quit the thing that was nine times out of ten probably making you unhappy. Well, I think that's the thing. You generally quit something because it's either no longer serving you or it's making you unhappy. But the response that we got from our friends that we asked, quitting is 
that it was it was situational. So it quitting, was very ver- the response was versatile. Quitting can be failing, and, and I think I agree with that in terms of sometimes we quit before we fail because that's easier than failing. And like it's way it's way more embarrassing if you fail uni. Well, it's deemed way more embarrassing mm-hmm. if you fail uni or get fired from a job and if you feel like either of them things are going that way then you just quit fast sure because what because are the repercussions then, and like no one can tell you yeah. like in like long term mm-hmm. not no in the very very short term in any term if you fail uni you don't have to tell anyone you went true for example like on your cv yeah you can also not mention like you're not it's no yeah but i think at school especially for us in our sick form because i know obviously some people went to college and stuff so apprenticeships are more um, advisable and things like that but at school they're not you're told you go you have lessons on UCAS and you have lessons on personal statements you don't have lessons in French to go to uni <laughs> and did an art course <laughs> <laughs> I did an art if I knew bonjour <laughs> I did a drama course and I've never used it so not true we're using it right now we're using it right now but it's um I think it's knowing that quitting something can be beneficial or being mm. confident in your quitting we quit something but before we quit something we ask 10 people what their thoughts are and other people's thoughts deem yes you quit or no you don't yeah even if the no you don't mean stay in the unhappy thing because well what else have you got but i feel like even people's advice on quitting is situational because like say you're in like a stable job mm-hmm. but you want for something that you can't really achieve doing that alongside yeah for example like I don't know, maybe some of my friends at work would like to be freelance, mm-hmm. but whilst working nine till six, Monday to Friday, you really struggle to do that. Yeah. But for me, I know if I go to like an older generation, so like parents or friends' parents or just friends that are like older mm-hmm. or people that have struggled with finances, anything like that, their instant response to like leaving a stable job for something that could make you happier or in the long term maybe make you more money, yeah. it's like, no, because you've got financial security. Yeah. So it's like an instant, like the first response is like, why would you leave something that's serving you, like, bank account-wise? Yeah, but then I think that's how we measure success. If you're doing well in your job, you're being paid more. Mm. Not if you're well, doing well in your job. sometimes you're doing really, really well in a job that there is no more. But then if you can't show anything for it, your success in other people's eyes isn't... No. Isn't isn't valid or is not validated by them. Yeah. And that can... I think a lot of the time that's pressure from parents, that's pressure from peers, because... You know, like, we're in a girl group. Social media. And there's ten other girls you're com- not competing against, but there's ten other girls who are doing different things and you don't want to be left behind. I think it's a fear of not doing as well as other people for fear of being left behind. Yeah. But it's not like you're not happy for them. It's like, you're happy for them and you want it to. <laughs> yeah. But then I think there has also equally been times where I know that for me, I felt, not that I haven't felt happy for them, but maybe that I haven't been as happy for them as I could be because I don't feel that I'm doing enough. Like, I'm not succeeding as well as them, therefore, how can I be happy? I'm just jealous. Like, I'll tell them I'm happy for them. And that's definitely less now that we're older. But when we were younger, like, for instance... And not really be happy... Not Almost, like, not not be happy for them, but essentially not. Yeah, like, for for example, (laughs) I think, like, my degree in drama, compared to, at the time, the other girls I was at university alongside doing more academic study I felt like well is my degree not valid because people had made comments on how silly my degree was and therefore when but I then was, it was it ever first, the people like you feel like it's not valid based on like certain people and what they were doing but was it ever those people that was not validating yours 
Or was it like old men at the pub? Yeah, that yeah, you worked yeah. At? Old men at the pub that I worked at. Yeah. It was never my friends. Because your friends would never sure. think that. No, of course they wouldn't. And my friends, if anything, were celebrating me. But you don't see that at the time because you're like, well, you're doing well, so of course, like, if well, of course you're like, that's a pity comment. Yeah, like <laughs> I saw something today on Instagram that said, um, it was it was a, I can't remember it word for word, but it was along the lines of, um, like, people judging you always comes from beneath you. So it comes from somebody that's jealous of the thing that you have, or maybe they don't feel that they're in the same place that you are. People that are deemed as above you, or they're pretty happy or content with their life, are never going to judge you for the things that you're doing. Those are the people that generally go, oh, keep going because you'll get to where you want to be. It's the people that want the things that you have, or feel that they're well, not doing I enough did. for their own lives, that they go, well, why would you even do that? Why are you doing that? Because it's not going to get you hit. Like, it's always those people. And it's not about being above or beneath, but it seems to be definitely, it's always a reflection of how that other person feels, but we take it on for ourselves. Yeah. Well, well, if they've really told me that's a silly thing to do, then maybe maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. But then is it as black and, like, I feel like sometimes that people that see, like, quitting as failing, mm-hmm. they're, like, they're not necessarily people that aren't going to succeed. Like, they probably will succeed because they are so determined not to quit that they do eventually get what they want in a way like you know people that don't see yeah. no as an answer mm-hmm. kind of actually end up like because that failure is not an option mm-hmm. they almost don't consider it so they're just like moving yeah. forward and equally the truth is about like the conversation we had before starting this was that it doesn't matter because if you're happy doing something okay even if it doesn't succeed doesn't mean you fail even if no one listens to it yeah it just means in like somebody else's eyes that it wasn't good enough for them, but like that's none of my business if it's good enough for them. Yeah. All that's my business is what I'm doing and that it's good enough for me and that I'm content and that I'm happy in that thing. If this didn't make us happy or didn't, wasn't something that we wanted to do, we wouldn't have been talking about it for two years. We'd have to quit. We'd have to quit. But then quitting wouldn't be a bad thing. It just wouldn't be, it'd be because it doesn't like, serve us. I think it's like that thing of like, ultimately it's a question like, uh-huh. but like is the question, does quitting mean you fail? Because that is so... Like black and white. Like one of our friends, I say, Tilly, our friend Tilly, said, <laughs> Hello, Tilly. "Shout out Tilly for a shout out on the podcast." <laughs> um, like she said in mathematician wise, I guess. Yeah. She said, "Like if you quit a certain thing, mm-hmm. you failed at that certain thing." Yeah. Essentially, but that doesn't mean whole failure. Like mm-hmm. everything's failed, but that doesn't mean quitting means failing as a whole. About your yeah. whole entire being. But I think that's what we're always taught. For the minute that we can walk and talk, you're set up for failure because uh-huh. you're always... T- like, we as humans, and this is in regards to relationships, education, jobs, anything, there's always has to be something to strive towards. And if there isn't, then you're, you're failing before you started. Because you're still... But then you're also failing... Like, it's like school. School is probably the first time we all failed at something because we all... Every year at school, there are these small exams. Even when you're four and five, yes, there's these so exams of how well can you read, how well can you blend words, how well can you do this, how well can you do that. If you don't hit those criteria, you're underachieving, you're failing. Well, what about if you're not? You're just failing on a criteria that is supposed to one size fits all, but it doesn't fit all. It's like GCSEs. There's only one exam that everybody has to take. If you fail it, you failed. There's like you can't hundreds and thousands step. of people taking the same exam. Yeah, and then I think we take that that kind of method into every aspect of our life, into university, when we start to make our own independent adult decisions, so like relationships, well, if your relationship ends, you've failed. But we'll think, well, if you put enough work into something, you've committed, Mm. you put the work in, so the payoff should be, because you're told, if you work hard for your exam, you'll pass it. So if you work hard in a relationship, you'll get the things that you want from it. So when, yeah, and so when you don't pass, or when you don't get the things from it that you wanted, 
we're disappointed, we feel like we've failed, and we don't want to tell other people that we've done that. Yeah. And the truth is, if you actually went to somebody and said, my relationship wasn't working anymore, I put in everything I could, but and there was no work. more that I could do. Yeah, I haven't failed. I've succeeded in knowing that I tried my hardest. Yeah, that's so true, because, like, failure in one sense could be success in another. It's like, mm. in the same exact scenario, you can be failing at one element of a situation. But, like you say, like, your relationship may have failed, but the success is that, like... You're open to options. You might meet somebody who serves you wouldn't better. Fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, I feel like I'm talking about this from like a non-biased perspective. Actually, like I'm probably out of the Everyone people that we know. we know, we associate with. I'm probably one of the worst. Like I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. Probably to my own detriment at mm-hmm. points. But then I think it's also really important that in every aspect, in every situation that we've spoken about, every time we're working the. The main thing should be in every situation is that you should learn from things. So even if you fail in the eyes of whoever, because you're always going to fail in somebody's eyes. I think it's worse when you're failing in, in the eyes of people that you actually, in the eyes of, where's that? <laughs> you know, when you're failing in the eyes of somebody that you care about their opinion, I think that's when it's more detrimental. Yeah, because it's like we're saying we about this, yeah. well, if people take the piss... Well, that, well, well, but that's fine, right? Like, or will we stop piss, doing it? Because people but if people that we give a shit about take the piss, uh-huh. like our friends and our family and our, that's it. People that's we know, friends people and our we family, know, like, like And then it's like, oh, like, we thought, I don't know. I feel like it depends who, it's, who, who the reaction is coming from. Oh, totally. But we've just spent 20 minutes talking about the reaction of others. But rather than you actually, about... you quitting. Yeah. Isn't it actually anything to do with you quitting? It's about what other people think about you quitting. For sure, because I think a lot of the time when we quit something, it's because because it's easy to quit the gym. It's easy to quit a diet because it only affects Quitting's us. It's definitely far, far easier than pushing seeing things through. things through. But sometimes it's harder because of the effect that it has on other people, and I think that's when we struggle to quit. We, we almost don't struggle to quit when it's, full, when, it's, uh, when it's independent. So, like, if I say I'm going on a diet and I need my bikini body by July, mm. but by mid-April or by the 2nd of April tomorrow, I'm like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to have pizza and two rum and cokes, I'm going to do it. But it doesn't affect anybody else other than me because I'm the only one that said it, so I'm the only one I can fail for. Yeah. But if you fail at work, you fail for your boss, you fail for your manager, you yeah. fail for the other colleagues. If you fail at school, your teachers didn't do as well as they should have. The only time we worry about quitting is for fear of, we've literally just spoken about quitting for other people. Yeah. And the effect that it has on them. Because if, say... Because imagine like, your parents telling everyone, like, Abby's going to uni. Yeah. Not like, obviously, you made, yeah, yeah, you made yeah, your yeah. way through uni, congrats. Yeah. Abby's going to uni. Um, she's doing this, studying that, and like, when she comes out, she wants, like, like your plan was maybe, to be a she teacher. wants to be a teacher. Yeah. And then you're like, you get to the end of uni, you're like, I don't want to be like, yeah. I have to tell my family I don't want to be a teacher. Like, that plan's knocked on the head. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, you made it through uni, you succeeded, you didn't mm-hmm. quit. You're quitting that, like, long, I'm quitting long-term the goal. goal kind like, of thing. the reason I went to uni was to be a teacher. I got to 21 and went and stewed on it for weeks and then went to mum and was like, I remember she was doing her makeup. It was literally in the morning. I'd woken up to make sure I got to her before she went to work because I couldn't bear the thought of her telling her anymore. Like spending the whole day waiting. Yeah, yeah. So as soon and I watched her do her makeup and I was like, Mum, I don't want to be a teacher. And as soon as I said it, I felt relief, but instantly felt panicked because I was like, what is she going to say? And she looked panicked and she went, okay, well, what do you want to do? And that was the scary part was because I didn't, I don't, I didn't Mm. have a plan and I'm now 25 and studying again because I didn't know what I wanted to do and it took me a few years to figure out what I wanted and now I feel like when I'm studying now like I'm enjoying it and I'm loving the people that I'm with and I'm enjoying my life. But you've had like four years to pick. 
But I've also had four years of people constantly asking me, what, what are you doing? doing? What are you doing? And in that four years, I said this to you the other day when we had a conversation, I feel like in the past four years, I've probably come to you and the girls and told you 20 different careers oh, that I'm going to have. <laughs> and gone, I'm going to do this now. Like, I wanted to be a radio DJ at one point. Well, we're well on the way. <laughs> I was going to go into teaching primary at one point instead of secondary. I don't think that was I worked in a primary school, loved it, but didn't want to teach. I was going to go into, well, I'm now obviously studying counselling, but before that I was going to be a support worker, I was going to be a life coach. <laughs> I was going to be... You've got to do life before oh you gosh, coach life. I was going to be a speech and language therapist at one point. I, I have exhausted... I think you could do that. I have exhausted... I think that's quite sad though. It is, massively. And like, as in... Every avenue. And I couldn't be a speech and language therapist anyway because my... You can't speak. Edu- I can't speak. I've got, I've got a speech impediment. But my education doesn't gear me towards that. I'd have to go and do sciences and things like that. And that's not my interest. It just isn't. Like No, like that would be doing something for having to do it. To... Because I wanted people to get off my... Not that they were even on my back, but I had put the pressure on myself that people are on my back because I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And I think that's the same. And I think as well, like us being the ages we are now, going on to the next avenue of life that we're in, is that the question is now, we would be, when, are you, know, you, when a, are you getting married, when are you going to settle down, and when are you going to have children? And it's almost like you're failing at that because you're not doing it. And we sit, constantly, like, we have group chat, as I'm sure everybody does, and you're constantly seeing... If you're 20-something. <laughs> if you're 20-something. Mm. And you're constantly seeing your peers or people you used to know settling down and having kids or buying a house. And we both still live at home in single beds. I've <laughs> <laughs> got two singles. <laughs> together. Like, it's really tough because, well, number one, there's not the financial. Do you know? Like, though, is it like, well, yeah, like it is. Tough. But you almost feel like, how are they doing that? How did they get there? And why are we not? And it, I'm happy for yeah. them because, like, why shouldn't they be there? I feel like I make excuses for that as well. I'm like, yeah, but I've had fun. I'm sure they've had fun too. But in my head, it's like way easier to be like, well, that I've enjoyed the last ten years. I've spent all my money. Yeah, <laughs> but then also there is that, isn't there? In the same way that like maybe people think that we should be further on, there are people that maybe settle down really quickly and think, mm. oh my god, like I didn't go and do all of those things that I wanted to do because I was so concerned about moving in. And the last thing I want to do is like essentially like not quit mm. because the fear of failing is so like there's so much pressure on that. Yeah. To not quit and get all the way to essentially then go and be like, what the fuck was all that for? Yeah. Am I allowed to say fuck? I think so. Said it. I mean, we can talk about other stuff, so we might as well. But I think yeah. it's, um, it's tough as well because we come, obviously the age that we are now, we have parents that say to us, like, go and live your life. Like, don't settle down young, go and mm. do that. But I'm sure there are other people's parents who, who don't say that. that. Because mm. like, our grandparents love them. But there have been comments of like, Every have you met time. anyone? Yeah. <laughs> are you settling down yet? Every single time I see my grandma, she's like, what, what are you doing for work? Like, I, and like, dementia probably plays a part in that. But it's still like, it's dementia or not that the first thing mm-hmm. when like I'm there, it's like, hi, how are you? Yeah. What are you doing for work? Yeah, there's expectations constantly. But, but then I think like the thing is, if you go like back to their day, mm-hmm. by 14, they were actually at full-time work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas for us, we spent nearly another decade in education mm-hmm. after they'd finished school and started their full-time like, literal careers. Yeah. Because there was only three three choices. Mm-hmm. There, well, there was such limited There was choices. such limited choices. You finish school, you go to work. Yeah. So then, like, I think that we're all pent up, like, this is what I mean, like, we're taking their opinions so seriously when they're like, what are you doing? Where's your husband? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? Yeah. But actually, like, they're talking from the perspective of someone who was doing what we... What, their equivalent of what we do now was yeah. happening to them at 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So of course, 
they had two kids by the time they were 25. <laughs> if not four. My grandma probably had about six. <laughs> but, okay, so then I guess the question is, what does a successful life look like to you? I did a whole uni project on that. It's complicated. It is complicated. I think it's but different. If you, could paint your, if you could paint your personal life, because Me. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, like, the whole thing is the fact that we're worried about what other people do and what other people say and quitting in other people's eyes. But the truth is, like, what does a successful life look like to you? Quitting or not, where I, do you want to end up? I actually don't know. I, I think I could have answered that, like, pre-pandemic, probably. Okay. I think I could have answered that really, really easily. Okay. Not Maybe not really easily, but I think it would have been pretty, like... What you see in the film. Like, what you expect to look like. I remember you like. saying, actually, during the pandemic, and I can't remember what lockdown it was, because, wow, we had a lot. But mm-hmm. I remember you saying, before this, I, I was happy to work 16-hour shifts and maybe go on film sets and do this. You were like, but actually, it's important to have life. Because, obviously, well, your yeah. situation was that you lost your job because of the pandemic. Yeah. And you were like, actually, the things I thought were important, maybe Changed. Aren't. Shifted. But I think that's literally based on the fact that... I think, again, it's a lot to be... Like, there's a lot to be said for being 24 in a pandemic... You were 22. 22 you were in the pandemic. pandemic at the time. Because, like, I said to my mum and dad, like, it, it, it was nice for no one. And, like, to be honest, out of every, not out of everyone, but out of all the people that were suffering with the backlash of the pandemic, yeah, 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 yeah. we didn't have it the worst. No, like, everyone had their job losses and their financial problems and their lack of socialising and all of that. Mm. But I think, like, my thing from the pandemic was, is that, like, when overnight your job slash what you think is the start of your career... Yeah. And your social life as a 22-year-old yeah. gets taken away. And before that point, I was so willing to give up. Not give up my friends, not give up my life, but I was willing to commit to... To sacrifice certain things for a certain amount of time. For, for work, yeah. for career. I think that, like, when all those things get taken away when you, and you play no part in that happening, mm-hmm. I think that's what shifted my opinion on it. Yeah. That was like, hang on, am I going to voluntarily give this up mm-hmm. to have a good career and make good money? And, like, we all want the best of both of and that's what, like, I guess we aim for now. Yeah. It was more like, okay, so when I've established myself in that industry, and maybe people are coming to me for work instead of me literally begging anyone that will listen. Yeah. I'm nearly 40. And yeah, I might have a boyfriend. Yeah, I might be married. Yeah, I might have kids. And I probably still would have my friends that I had before, or mm. have new friends or whatever. But all the time that I was supposed to spend with those people, like, I would have missed my chance to do that. Yeah purely to have the house and the career. Yeah. And, like, I think that's what the, kind of like the pandemic made me realise. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that's a fact that everyone subconsciously knows that. They're like, how much do you give up to achieve certain thing? Yeah. But the longevity of it, I think that's what threw me when it all got, like, switched up. Yeah. Was that, like, I'm not talking about giving up six months for a job, a good job with good money, and, like, sacrifice my social life for that six months. I'm almost considering doing that six months and having two months off and doing it again mm-hmm. for the next three, three to five decades. Yeah. I think that's what's made me like, that's not, you that's not maybe the best way to spend my time. No. And I think as well, we probably... But essentially that's quitting because yeah. like, that was a goal. That's again, what I went to uni for. Yeah. And then but I think the old that's yeah, changed. Things change. that, but I think that it's more that, isn't it? Is it quitting or did things just change? And Yeah, that's so you. true. Like, and then other people might see it as quitting, but actually, I don't feel like I quit anything. No. I just feel like I had a plan and then I didn't like that plan anymore, so yeah. now I've got a new one. And that was the thing, like, I suppose we What's were all different during the pandemic, because I had a job, and a stable job, in terms of, and it I wasn't, wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't bitter about it at all. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. I worked in education, that was fine. 
But I got to the end of the pandemic and I was like, I need to change my life because I can stay here for forever. Oh my god, I'm like that. What's the point? Creature of habit. And so I quit. And like I quit in the time where people were losing their jobs and didn't have any didn't have any idea of where the next stage was, and neither did I. But I was voluntarily quitting my job, and it almost seems stupid to do that because I feel like how I, could you I, quit a job when you've got a stable one? I don't know if I can recall, but I definitely probably thought it was stupid. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. But equally, as stable, my job was stable. My job wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to get fired or anything. But my job wasn't going to ever progress. But is it making a stable life for you when you're like, ah, oh, don't want to do this? Yeah, and it was amazing. I loved my job, but my job couldn't go anywhere else. Mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah, because I knew that there was more that I wanted, and I wasn't going to get that being there. Mm. And that wasn't their fault. It was a great stepping stone, and I love those people. Like, I appreciate them, but I had to go and do the next thing. And so, therefore, I had to quit a job. In turn, that left them without that person having that job. So, it was that's where I felt guilty, because I was like, you're going to have to find someone to take on the job that I do. I feel like that was a good time to fill a job, though. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Because everyone was looking, not everyone, but a lot. And, they, and I was lucky that they were really supportive. I think that's that's the tough thing, isn't it? If I'd have gone to them and said I'm leaving, and they'd have been really angry with me, I'd have felt really terrible. But they were like, "Yeah, it's your time. Like you're ready." And I was like, "That's oh, just yeah. like working with good people." Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. And I think that makes All a there. huge difference. We've had a short break, and we have listened to <laughs> some of that back. We've reflected. We have. It went deeper than maybe we thought. <laughs> How do you feel on reflection? I feel good. I feel good that we've actually done it. I feel... You haven't failed? We haven't failed. We've actually, we? We haven't you? failed. We've done something together. You haven't failed either. We've got through quite a bit of alcohol, which I don't necessarily recommend. Yeah, we have got an episode on um, drinking culture. We do. We'll reflect beforehand. We'll for that one. But, um, no, I think it was good. I think it was positive to... Also to just reflect just two of us. Most of the time we're doing it in a group or other people have their opinions or like in the beginning of this we're talking about our group chat and what other people have said. But I think it feels nice to actually talk about what we think about it. Yeah. I think it's ultimately about, I think I've said ultimately a few times. That's okay. About being 20 something. Mm. So I feel like that's like the transitional period. Sure. And there is no answers, is there? It's not about getting to the end of the 30 minutes and coming to a conclusion because there just isn't one. And I don't know if there is one even when you're not a 20-something. You might be a 50-something no. and still not have the answer. There's so many stories of, like, the people that figured it out are, like, 57. And even did they did they then figure that out? Or did they just figure out the thing that they couldn't figure out in their 20s? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, is it going to take 30 years? I think it's probably going to take forever. I think no, the realization, no. no but I think that's the realisation, is that you're going to quit things for the rest of your life. Whatever they may be, as small as they are, or as big as they are, we're going to quit things for the rest of our life. And maybe it's less about being worried about quitting. Like, less of a negative... It's just being okay with it. It's being okay with... It's not It's not the word quitting, is it? It's about learning to be okay with, this thing no longer works for me, this thing doesn't make me happy, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Is it? Is it even... Like, maybe it's progress. Mm. 100% progress. Because sometimes you can stay in the same thing and progress your entire life. Or sometimes you stay in the same thing and you stay the same for your entire life. And other times you quit things and your life changes. And you're like, God, if I didn't quit that, what would have happened? Yeah, we like said that how many, how many people in, like, the worst relationships ever? Yeah. I don't think we're necessarily not scared the worst, not, yeah. to quit anymore. I think what we realise is, is we're scared to fail. Yeah. If quitting, if we didn't think that quitting equaled failure, we'd quit probably all the time. But I don't find it that hard to tell people, like, I'm not doing what I said I was going to do anymore. 
But we said with this, didn't we, earlier, like, we've been saying for however long that we're going to do this podcast. Yeah, but we didn't. And we didn't do it. We didn't quit. But we didn't give ourselves the opportunity to quit because we didn't try. Sure, but we kind of quit before we started. Yeah, 100%. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we've come You're right. <laughs> You're correct. But I think that's the thing, is that we've, we've realised that it's okay to quit. And sometimes it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to quit the right thing because then you learn that maybe you shouldn't have quit that thing. And quitting doesn't mean that you can't go back. Doesn't mean that you can't say, "Oh, I left this thing," but actually, I'm going to start again and do it a different way. Now, the conversation or... we had in the interlude was, um, you know, if you start running again, do you have to start from one k and start all over again, or can you kind of lift off where you left? Lift off. <laughs> I'm going to ask. For a dilemma about quitting. Right now, haven't we live. Got some, haven't we got a, yeah, go for it. Our other friends are playing cards. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> fucking hate cards. We hate cards. We, we go on holiday. We, we, I've quit a card. We go cards. on holiday and we do not play cards. We don't. We sit in the shade. We shade we're gonna, We shade bathe. We're going to have haters. We're going to have haters. We're going to get trolled for hating cards. Hate cards. We obviously just don't get it. I can play a quick game of 21s. I don't know that game. Stick or twist. I can play Snap. 21s. Snap. But your card has to go up, it has to equal 21. See, that's... And you go, like, hit me again. That sounds like mental math. That doesn't sound like fun. It's not. Poolside hobby. Well... We don't need a hobby, we've got one now. We do. We're just going to podcast by the side of the pool. Um... What are you asking? Anyone got a dilemma about quitting in relation to failing? Live. Say so quick answers, please. Live. Quick, quick questions, answers please. only. Quick cues only. <laughs> Yeah, we like a dilemma. Mm. We love a dilemma. I think being in your twenties is full of dilemmas. Oh, it is only dilemmas, and maybe superficial dilemmas. Oh, all the time. Dilemmas. Do you know sometimes when you think something's like a huge deal, you wake up the next day and you're like, "Why did I? Make yeah. a <laughs> Why did I make a mountain out of a molehill?" Oh, all the time, all the time, and sometimes you're just making that mountain in your own head. <laughs> you're just like, "Wow." Oh, actually, whilst we wait for our quick questions, something that we thought would be quite fun to do with each episode is a ick and a pick of the week. I know a lot of people do icks in their podcasts, but we find them quite hilarious. Icks are brilliant. And, but we also thought, be positive, do a pick as well. So, I have an ick. I don't know if you do. Do you have a pick? I don't know if I have a pick, actually. I don't, do you know what? I don't know if I, I do. like this is something... Picks are quite hard, but I have an yeah. ick of the week. So, I'm a single woman in the, in the dating pool, which, I mean, is... Vast. Is vast and also rubbish. It's horrendous. And uh, recently, my ick of the week was that I matched a guy on a very popular dating app. Uh, actually, you get one rose a week if you choose not to pay for the subscription. Wait, wait. What's a rose? If you send a rose to somebody, so it's like a... Physical. Like, oh, not a physical Not a physical rose. rose. That'd be wonderful, but no. It's, you'd have to wait three to five working days to get a response if you sent an actual rose. <laughs> but you can just send a cyber rose to somebody. That's embarrassing. Sorry. And, no, it is. You're right. And if you choose to pay for the subscription... So do you send roses? You only get one rose a week because I'm And do you send your rose I, I sent a rose the other day. So me and one of our From someone that you really, really like? So they give you, like, your top ten picks of the... I guess your algorithm. But the people that you probably... Because it's, like, science. No, but how do they know they, they're your top ten? I don't know. Okay, Maybe fine. they just send you, like, the ten, fit, ten most liked people on the app. Right, I clearly am never anyone's rose. <laughs> Have you been given a rose? No, yet? I haven't. Oh, so therefore I assume I'm never anyone's <laughs> top ten. I'm not, I'm not hitting the algorithm. <laughs> And uh, so I sent a rose to this guy. I thought, oh, you're quite cute. Like, yeah, right, I'll give this a go. Kind of thought, right, I'm going to say I was punching. We know we shouldn't be that negative, but kind of thought it was. But anyway. So Would you, do we see, like, husband material from profile? No, you just fit. Okay. I just thought, oh, if I saw you on a night out, I'd avoid you. 
<laughs> so I sent him my rose and he matched me and I was like oh my goodness but he didn't send you his rose well ironically we also had the same name which I thought was quite funny he was called Abby he was called Abs so Abs. I thought Abby and Abs we could be an item yeah so we were talking I don't know if I mentioned this to you actually I think I did imagine if I went out with a Meg Meg and Meg <laughs> Meg and Meg and um, we were chatting and then he messaged me saying and this is where the ick really came in well, the first part of the Were you already chatting? We were chatting. Post, Hi, how are you? Post-rose or pre-rose? Post-rose. You can't post chat rose. before the rose. Oh, right. The rose is like the like. It's like a super like. Oh, right. Sent the rose, got a message. It was a hi, how are you? All that boring bullshit. You so know, you're risking color. your rose before you know if they've even liked yeah, you back? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And do you, if they if they don't like you back, do you not get your rose back? don't get your rose back until the next week. Which is quite, unless you're willing to pay for the subscription, which I refuse. So... Um, I don't think the success rate is yeah, high enough. I haven't got a spare six months now. <laughs> um, I paid £57 for a Strava that I never used. Strava? Yeah, it took £57 out of my account. Why? Because I'm so unfit. <laughs> no, I emailed them to say, please, I've never used this app, can I have the money back? And they sent it back. Did they? Yeah, oh, they did. It was kind. Okay. They, knew, they knew my BMI was too high. <laughs> so I, we were messaging, and then he said to me, I said, oh, what you, he was like, what are you up to tonight? And I said, I'll oh, just go for a few drinks with the girls, going to the pub, you know, trying to be cool. Make out like we're not seeing yeah, I'd already freezing told him, like, cold yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, I'd already, like, falsely lied about my career and, you know, tried to make out I was something. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, God, I don't really know what to do because I'm, um, I'm getting ready for a date that I don't really want to go on. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why are you that's telling me that? fucking weird. Yeah, no. I was like, why are you telling me that? So anyway, I thought, most people would say, red flag, that ship is going down. I love red flags. Abby thinks... Benefit of the doubt here. So I messaged back saying, well, you probably should go, but of course it'll be shit because it's not with me, which I thought was whimsical and charming. No. He then replied with a voice note saying, yeah, you think, what did he say? Yeah, you, (laughs) oh yeah, you think you're that good? Or I'll send you my address now and come round and show me how good you are. Oh. And I thought, are you asking me to compete? (laughs) (laughs) That's also just... (laughs) How old was he? Five? Literally. Well, he was older than me. He was in his, he was in his, he was a 30 something. Can't come on the podcast. So I replied back saying, I'll save us both to bother. And I deleted him. But why did I even entertain it to that point? The minute he said to me, I'm going on a date with another person. Are you trying to make me jealous of you, Abs? Because we've never met. <laughs> I don't know you and I don't follow you on social media. <laughs> God, and that must mean All we've really done, don't know. That, exactly. All we've done is said, a, hi, how are you? What are you doing? He's already telling me he's I'm dating going on other a people, date. which yeah. is fine. Like, obviously, you're dating other people, but I don't know if you should say it. And I'm not a jealous person, <sighs> and I wasn't jealous when he said it, but I just I felt icked out. I thought that is great. Yeah, that isn't it. That would give me the isn't it? So I don't know if I have a pick of the week because my um, you have to, you have to. Okay, you think of your pick of the week. You talk about your or an ick if you've got an ick, you can ick yourself or ick somebody. I've else. definitely icked myself today. Yeah, does an ick an ick can just be an ick like. Like when I got icked out when we so we went to Stormzy the other day, which was an experience and a half. It that was, was a, it was a brilliant experience. And a We're half. not necessarily Stormzy esque people, but it was great. We had imposter syndrome. We did a lot, but then on the train home, when this, there were these group of young boys on the train, I'm going to say seventeen, eighteen, on our, we were knackered, and I got <laughs> icked out. Bless him, he's young, but sorry, it, I got the ick because he said not the ick like in that way, but the ick like it made me cringe maybe. When he stood up before the train stopped and he proceeded to headbutt the person from him because <laughs> he fell over before the train stopped, and I thought that was awful. That was yeah, a that would thing to have happened. And you got a pick of the week. Mm. Why does it quite pleasant stuff? A pick of the week is just something that made like made you made you feel happiness. Made you go, oh, that's really sweet. I feel that a lot. That's lovely. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, we must have a pick of the week. Pick of the week. What is the nicest thing that's happened to you this week? This is going to be sad because we're not going to have that many nice things. A nice thing that's happened the to nicest, me this week. The nicest. Or that you can think of. I think the nicest thing that happened to me this week and would be my pick of the week was when we went to Stormzy. Wait, what? Just like... Well, just it was a nice It was experience. a really nice experience. Like, it was drama-free. We had a nice meal. We went and watched Stormzy. It was actually really fun. Like, it was just chill. There was no... Not that there should be any stress, but there was no stress. It was really nice. I enjoyed the concert way more than I thought we were going to. We drank mandarin juice. We drank free. mandarin juice that we paid a lot of money for because it was alcoholic. And we ate some, like, mediocre food. But it was just the whole part of it was nice. The outing was nice. The outing was really nice. So, like, highlight of the week. That was a highlight. There was also an ick in that day. What? When that... So, we, I was in the toilet waiting for my friend. Waiting for one of the girls we went with. <laughs> and in this toilet, like, as the door opened, there was, like, an alcove behind it next to the sinks. And this girl... There, it was quite a small toilet, and these girls were all coming... Were coming in. And this poor girl got jarred within the alcove behind the door for a good two minutes and no one said anything silence. I didn't say anything either I felt terrible about it <laughs> I didn't even back her up I knew she was behind that but she said nothing and then someone went I'm oh, sorry there's somebody behind that door which obviously scared the people that were holding the door because she, she said she couldn't even hear her breathe wait did someone else tell someone the girl someone else had to you... poor girl was just stood there silence <laughs> so she, like, she was tucked in for the night now she was stuck <laughs> and then she just appeared she was like a completely straight face that was a nick that was hilarious do you know what gave me the ick at Stormzy go on it actually wasn't Stormzy oh, he was guy. my pick of the week that guy yeah there's a guy in like there was like stairs, a row of stairs between us, and he was on the other side of the stairs. Like really everyone's enjoying it, but do you know what I mean? It's not that he wasn't. It's not that he was over enjoying because I get like you can get excited. I get it, but like he was intoxicated. Or something, stop trying to like interact with like every fucker that walks. Well, and he was putting cameras in people's faces and trying to dance with everybody. And I don't know if I don't know who he was there with. He could have been that person's dad. He could have been their husband. I have literally no idea. He could have been that person's dad or boyfriend. Yeah, it was like an awkward age. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he was pretty intense. But she loved Stormzy. She did. So did he. Pick of the week at Stormzy again was there was a guy above us in the stalls above us with a VR set on (laughs) watching Stormzy, which I didn't even know you could do. That was brilliant. That was fun to watch. I feel like he'd probably rub that. And Stormzy was a pick of the week. Yeah, gorgeous. Like, he's eight foot one. With a body. minimum, minimum, he was huge. I mean, it didn't matter what part of the you were in, he's tall enough you could see him. I've seen like clips of his other gigs, like his other London gigs on TikTok. Mm. And you know, when he grabbed that hat and had those glasses on, yeah, I thought that was just like grab that out of the audience, like here I am having a laugh. Like, did somebody throw it on? No, he's done it every night. Wow, yeah, I feel betrayed. That was like a, a planned stunt. Yeah. It's pointless. Which, well, to be fair, like, it was great, but it wasn't great enough to think that they, like, preempted that. Well, because we were the last gig. Yeah. So it was like, he was like, I'm going to give you everything. Yeah, he didn't he mean didn't. it. He, he didn't, didn't mean, mean it. it. He didn't mean it. I, do, I don't feel like I necessarily gave him everything, though. I, well, I mean... I you, knew two we, songs. Yeah, I was going to say, when you know three songs. Yeah. A background to that, we went because one of our friends is a big Stormzy fan, and she didn't want to go on her own, so three of us... Out I mean, group, she was never going to go on her own. She was never going to go on her own, but three of us out of the group said, yeah, we'll go. Two Which, years by the way, combined, what, what, we paid £80 each. This is true. I only thought we paid 40. No. This is what they told me. We paid £80 each. And we went to Stormzy and it was hilarious. 8 and 8 is 16. 16 and 16 is... 32. 320 pounds. And add a zero, yeah. 
combined. Not, but it was two years ago we but, booked it. But we could have gone on a small trip. Well, we could. We could have gone to Lisbon for that. We could have gone to Lisbon. Which could be. We are going to Lisbon, We are going to way. Lisbon, we've decided. We're setting up a fun fund whilst our friends are away. And we are going to Lisbon. Because it kind of sounds like we don't have fucking to do with that. <laughs> when our friends are away. No, and we actually love them. And they're not going away for five months, but, you know. They are. Oh, no. Right. But best to... They're not going away until five months. Sure. Not Best to start months. now. I mean, they're actually leaving just before my 26th birthday, which is quite rude. They're doing a lot of They are. It's 26. 26. Um, speaking of our friends. Yes, have they replied? Yeah. Go on. Fitting of the theme. <laughs> Not that I suggested the theme. Zoe. Zoe's mm. Corner. Zoe's Corner. Zoe said... Quitting my job to go travelling and not knowing what to do after. Lol, not failing. Hashtag living. Yeah. She hashtagged. She did. Lots of people doing 2022. <laughs> That's the week of the week. That, that is, I feel like, can we even talk about that? Because I feel like we're not going to have to talk about it. Of course. I feel like that's like a massive factor that stops me from wanting to go. What do you mean? Quitting your job? It, not so much quitting my job, but like not having something to walk into when I get back. Yeah. But then, I mean, I probably this is a whole other topic for a whole other podcast in terms of like travelling. I mean, because, how could we even talk about that when we've not gone? I, well, I think this is the pressure though, isn't there's a pressure with that. I've not seen the edge of Europe. People say to you, you know, go travelling for six months and just up sticks and go. Like, just don't worry about what's going to happen when you come back. But there's all this pressure of how to travel. As long as you're travelling, you're travelling. It doesn't matter if you're doing it in a car, a plane, a train, a bus. Travelling is travelling and whatever that means to you. Some people travel for their entire lives. They book three, four holidays every year and they go and they travel. Literally, you're travelling to another country Mm. or you're travelling to another destination. I think when you, like... When you're our age, people say, don't you want to go away for a year? What if you you don't? What if travelling to you means saving up for really nice holidays three or four times a year or what if traveling means to you packing everything up getting it all in a rucksack and going and traveling for a year i get all of them but i think like the thing is is that everyone's like i don't worry about what you're going to do when you come back mm-hmm. but, but well like even if you don't worry about what you're going to do when you come back because like, i think the reality is like with the girls a lot of them have to accept that they don't know what they're going to do when they come back right so they've got to just like cross that bridge when they get to it yeah which is also sound, like, oh that's God, also fine. But the thing is, like, people that have done it before, older generations, whoever, whatever, mm-hmm. don't worry about what you're going to do when you come back. Like, that is fine from the perspective of us, who predominantly live with our parents. Yeah, all, well, yeah, yeah, most of us do, yeah. In our single beds. In our single beds. In our single beds. That's my ick of the week. Single beds. <laughs> single beds. Twenty five year olds with a single bed. <laughs> you being one of them. I am one of them. Me too. Bless us. Bless us. But some people do have to worry about what they're gonna do when they come back. Yeah, of course. Essentially everyone obviously is worried about what they what they're gonna do and everyone's like, Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry when you come back and you're like, Oh, it's like a harem pants and whatever mm-hmm. First thing people ask. What, what you are you gonna, gonna do? But that's the same in every aspect, isn't it? And also I think it's what Again, it's what it means to you. If for you it's important to have a base here, then have that base here. Go away travelling and knowing what you're coming back to. Mm-hmm. Like, we know of one of our a friend's family member who got married, bought a house, and then went travelling and rented the house out whilst they were gone. Because to them it was important to have some sort of a financial backup or a base here to come back to. For some of our friends, or for but some then, people like, we being know, able to buy a house... 
Well, that's not really them hard. specifically. No, but like, for anyone. It's, it's privilege enough to be able to buy a house and then be yeah. like, oh, I'm going travelling now. Yeah. But it's like, for me and you, having a base here is important. Like for, and, and, and for me... I can't leave studying. Like, if I leave studying, I have to come back and study well, for longer. Well, you're not studying anymore. So, like, I have to... For me, oh. I know that right now isn't necessarily, like, my time to go. Yeah. And people go, well, if you don't go now, are you ever going to go? Well, of course, because whoever told you you had to be a 20-something to go travelling? You don't have to. You can be a 50-something and go travelling. Yeah. You can be a 30-something and go travelling. Your life... Some people have their babies and they take their babies travelling, like... There I do think no, that's very brave. Of course it is, but there is no rules to it. But if we, because of the world we live in, if we don't have rules, we feel like we're doing something wrong. I think do I... Do how you want to. I think I low-key strive off, like... I wouldn't say structure. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not like, by 9 o'clock I've done this, and by 12 I've done mm-hmm. that. But I think I low-key... But if I say low-key again... Low-key. I high-key mm-hmm. thrive off... Not knowing what's next, because I don't necessarily think I have to know, like, literally what's around the corner. Yeah. I think I like the idea of knowing that what is next is going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I want to know that the next step is going to essentially, like, serve me. Yeah, but that's knowing Whereas, like, person. committing to... We've not helped Zoe at all. We haven't. But, okay, <laughs> but then, Zoe, sorry, we keep mentioning your name. We'll make sure that's okay, but... It like for her, she went travelling a few years ago. Yeah. And when we were twenty one and they were and a couple of our friends went travelling, everyone was going, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. And there was this pressure that if you didn't do it by twenty one and like what essentially could be a oh, gap well, twenty one feels ridiculous now as but well. But it essentially could be the perfect age for a gap year, as is eighteen. We equally didn't do gap years at eighteen. We didn't do them at twenty one. At eighteen I literally felt like an infant. For sure, but everyone else was doing them. People like, Are you gonna take a gap year? That was the question at eighteen. Are you gonna take a gap year? Are you gonna go to Do wish you did? Adam? Do you wish you did? No, I wouldn't have, I didn't know what I wanted at 18. I was a mess at 18. <laughs> I really, uh, I was a mess. We will find, my old laptop died, but we will find my old diary entries from when I'm 18. Oh, because that could they be are, a whole episode. That could be a whole episode because they are dramatic. And I was full of emotion. Rife emotion that I used to type furiously at three in the morning whilst crying in my university bed. So me going travelling would have been terrible. Yeah, diabolical. I couldn't make it to York <laughs> without crying when I was 18. quite far. <laughs> We have reflected. We have. Let me read Zoe's said person. Hashtag living. Hashtag living. No, it is. The question is, the dilemma is about quitting your job to travel and not knowing what you're going to do after. Even though we said all of that shit about knowing what you want to do after. Yeah. I actually think... You changed my mind. Okay. I actually think that cross that bridge when you get to it is probably the right stance. Without sure. suggesting that you shouldn't set yourself up, up for stuff. Like, I do think that in an ideal world, you've got, even if it's more like career, like future experience, okay. if you've got a bit of bar experience or hospital, like anything that you can, you know, make make ends meet or make yeah. a bit of money doing, yeah. you know, especially in an area like this, you know you could probably step into a pub two days after you show your face there yeah. and do a bit of work there. So I think, if you're we're full assurances with that. That is a that is a privilege that's that a privilege. Not everywhere has. No, for sure. But then I think like if you know that you can get yourself a little bit of work and like cover your costs, yeah. While you figure it out, after you get back from travelling, mm-hmm. are you really doing anything different to any twenty-something-year-old trying to figure it mm-hmm. out? As long as you set yourself up for an income, because in reality, it's great. To say, oh, don't worry about what you're going to do when you get back. You need to survive, right? You need to live. 
when you set yourself up to be able to do something, anything, the rest of it will probably figure itself out. Yeah. Shall I we? Think it's, Don't panic. No, I think it's okay to be scared. It's okay. I think from this whole first episode, what we're talking about is we're always worried about what other people think. But the truth is... As a 20-something-year-old trying to figure it out, mm. it's knowing that wherever you're at, whatever stage you're at, whether you think you've figured it out or not, whatever, it's okay. You're okay. Because... And, like, if you haven't done it yet, it, like, it you probably happen. will. Yeah. yeah. And the things that you thought would happen, my goodness, if... My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. If we looked at the things we wanted by 24 and 25, when we were... 12, 13 years old. Oh my god. Are we so different to that? We are and of so course we are. But that's okay. It's okay to change your mind, it's okay to change your path, and it's okay to figure things out. What did you think you were when I you were when... married with three children and a dog by now? Dog? Yeah, definitely a dog. Don't I thought I'd about living... the dog and not the husband, but I thought I'd be living out of home. I thought I'd bought a house by now. Would you think you'd be living in this area? Mm. I never really considered what area I, I didn't I didn't. I never thought I considered that, but... I don't think I... I genuinely don't think I thought that deeply into what I'd be doing now. I just thought I'd meet one person, and that would be it, and I'd be with them forever. They'd want to give me the world, <laughs> close to the huge diamonds. <laughs> We'd have three children. I'd name them all what I wanted to name them. Yeah. At that time, I think it was Velvet, oh, Baby Bell, and I, Cherry. I don't miss that. And... Cherry Healy. Cherry Healy, I love her. But I think that those ambitions, those ideas, came as a 13-year-old, had no consequences. Because you I had no idea what it would take it, to get there. Where did it come from, literally, in the telly? And did I know that a pandemic was going to break out when we were 22? No. I think, like, also all of our... And did I think that I'd go to university and change my mind? No. <laughs> so, none of my... You're a big quitter. But, like, none of the, <laughs> but, like, none of the dilemmas that I faced growing up did I think I would ever face younger. Like, I never thought as a 13-year-old, oh, you're going to get to the end of uni and not want to be a teacher. Oh, or you're not going to, you're not going to meet the love of your life at 16. Like, I'm 16. Just, I, I didn't question that any of those things were even a possibility. I just thought, this is what I want, so therefore it will happen. But I think, like, as... And I'm so glad none of those things happened. Yeah, because in retrospect, it's not really what we want. Like, we have no idea what we're doing, but all I know is, is that we're all quite happy. And yeah, quite a nice yeah, really. time. Politically. Quite a lot. Quite, quite, quite an awful lot. Quite all the time. I love to cry. But I actually have. Especially at adverts. <laughs> but I think... 90% of the time we have a really, really When nice we time. were growing up, our perspective on life and what it should be, what it should look like, what, what 25 should look like, mm-hmm. think about the films that we watched. And bearing in mind we had only what you had on DVD yeah. and not anything to do with any other platform. Mm-hmm. It was like, she's a man. Yeah. Falls in love at college. Pretends and then it was like, be somebody what's else the film? To do that. A boy. A boy. What's the film with Hilary Duff? The Perfect Man? No, no, no. Um, Lizzie McGuire movie? No. Brilliant. No, the guy at Chad Makabari. Oh, a Cinderella story. A Cinderella story. Like, you have all these films that's like, that's exactly what happens. So obviously, we think that that's what. Like, even Hannah And Hannah. all I realise is that I'm the Duff. <laughs> That's the only thing I could really relate to. <laughs> <laughs> she falls in love as well. Though. She falls in love. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, but she has to be the designated lovely fat friend for them. And ruin all her friendships <laughs> before. Oh, my goodness. And embarrass herself. And be a, and be a social media... Be a, what was it? That thing that gets she gets that video sent round about her. It's not social media. It is. 
It's not, it's not, it's not like, on messages to everybody. And they're oh, yeah, like the group message. But I think the thing is, it's like, we went from that, so then when we were 13, we obviously thought that was what was going to happen. Oh, my goodness, completely. But now that we're 25 and you have, like, all these other platforms, you're like, there's people smashing it in every avenue. Like, there's yeah. the ones that got married and had kids, like, five years ago, and they're doing great. Yeah. And then there's the ones that are, like, all independent, travelling alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's so many options now. Yeah. That's, or maybe that's half even the at any of them reality. But maybe that's half the problem is there's so many options. Everything's so disposable that it's hard to know where you want to be. Yeah. And so and I think we live a life where we want to kind of be everything. Oh my god, I would love to have like five lives. Yes. And do one where I'm like corporate ladder, wearing a suit and heels. Yeah. And then on OnlyFans the next minute. OnlyFans. <laughs> and then like a Cinderella story vibe. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to give them all to go. I'd love it. I'd love it. But why don't we do it? For fear of what other people would say. If I set up an only, Failing. I said to my mother, I'm going to set up uh, OnlyFans just for my feet. And she said, is there a market for people with small chubby feet? <laughs> I said, yes, there is, actually. I, I bet differ. there is. I there is. There is. I said, I beg to differ. There's a market for anything if you can find it. There is. But why didn't I do it? For fear of my small chubby feet. <laughs> Your mum's judgment. My mum's judgment. <laughs> so long. Thanks for listening, if anyone did. If you deserve I guarantee it. we've got at least eight listeners and they're all on our group chat. Yeah. And if our parents can work out how to use technology, they'll listen to. I said, my dad said, you'll pod then. <laughs> I told mum she'll get to listen to it at some point. <laughs> and I said, yes. Yeah. Whether you want to or not is a different question. <laughs> but actually, so far so good. So far so good. Episode one. Smashed it. Over and out. Over and And yeah, join us next time. And thanks for listening to 20-somethings, Failing or Quitting.